Welcome to the Be More Real podcast. I am your host, Sam Altieri, and I am a former architect turned health and lifestyle entrepreneur. I am obsessed with personal development, manifestation, health healing, feminine empowerment, and self-love. My superpower is helping you conquer unwanted food, body, or sabotaging patterns that are holding you back from the life you want, because I believe that you deserve to be confident in your skin and step into your power, in your work, in your relationships, in your life. I use my background in psychology, mind, body, nutrition, and design to help you transform your relationship with food, your body, and most importantly, yourself. I am so excited for you to be your real, authentic self and step into your full potential now that you don't have any of that stuff holding you back. From one badass to another, I love you so much. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's go dive into the episode. Welcome back, you guys. I am so stoked for this week's episode. I have a beautiful human looking at me right now. Her name is Emma Rollinson, and she is amazing. She is a London-based transformational health and life coach. And she she does something very similar to me. She helps women love themselves, which is a really big task. (laughs) Um, But I know that as we dive into the episode, she's going to share a little bit about her story and how she reclaimed her own personal power and became an authority and stepped into her potential. And as she continues to do that, and I'm so excited to have her on. We met in our mutual coaches, Mel Wells mastermind, and she's in London. I'm in Boston, but we have such similar stories. And I wanted to bring her on to share all the things and talk about loving ourselves and like, you know, just stepping into our potential. So welcome, Emma. So stoked you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, So before we dig in, I would love to just have you talk a little bit about yourself, what's been happening lately for you, what, you know, anything that's just kind of like fresh and new off the bat in your brain. I think we can be so in the like zoom out of like okay here's my story but I kind of like going like what's going on right now and then we can zoom in and talk a little bit about where you are and where you're at yeah love that um yeah so as you said I am transformational health and life coach um and I really work with women who want to become the lead authority in their health and life. They have, you know, big goals, big dreams, big desires, and they know that they're worthy of that, but they just don't quite have maybe the self-belief or the tools to get there. So that's the kind of woman that I'm really passionate about working with. Um, and what's going on for me right now, I'm just going to be really honest here like as we were speaking about earlier so I am in a position where I am kind of transitioning in my coaching so I was a personal trainer nutrition coach online coach and now obviously I've moved into this transformational health and life coaching space and it's fucking hard (laughs) you know like a lot of my friends and like you know, loved ones ask me like, oh, you're killing it. Like, how's it going? It looks like it's going amazing. And don't get me wrong. Like it is so amazing. I feel so much more on purpose. I feel so aligned with, you know, my vision and the impact that I want to make in for women and like on a bigger scale, obviously for the planet. Um, But yeah, it's fucking hard. And I've been in a situation the last couple of weeks where I'm kind of, 
I guess in a little bit of a place of stuckness where I feel like I'm doing all the things um, and I'm loving it, but I'm not moving. I'm kind of stuck in this weird time warp where everything's standing still and I don't know if people are getting my message or, um, yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a ramble, but you know. Yeah, I I have been there for sure. And I think, like, I'm sure that the women listening right now can relate. Um, A lot of women that listen are, if they're not already business owners or leaders or coaches, they may aspire to be, or they have something up their sleeve. They're, they're ready to birth something into the world. And I think that that feeling of stuckness or like lack of clarity can be so like, it can just close us off to continuing to create or continuing to show up because it doesn't feel good. It's like, oh God, all I want to do is curl up into a ball and die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what it is. I'm like, I want to, I want to scream and I want to shout, but at the same time, I feel like I can't freaking breathe. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yo, I 100% vote that you and anyone that's listening that's stuck does that. Like releasing, screaming, getting that shit out. Like, Cause I think like, I'll just share from personal experience. I was there for like all of 2020. Like that was the, like the biggest, um, the biggest like problem for me. I couldn't figure it out air quotes. Like, and I was literally doing everything. Like, I feel like to the point where I was so burnt out and just so fucking tired. And I was like, am I even meant to be an entrepreneur? Like, what the fuck? Like, who am I even helping? What the fuck am I even doing? Right. It's like, somehow I'm making money, but it just doesn't like something feels off. Like, I just, I feel like I'm trying so hard. Um, and genuinely the, one of the biggest tools that I think helped me was actually like releasing the stickiness, like screaming, punching shit, boxing, Um, a lot of the like energy release like I had so much stuck shit in my body and it was like I gotta get it out how do I clear clear all the stickiness that was living inside of my body that made me feel trapped like does that resonate for you totally and you know that's why I feel so passionate about embodiment and you know it's actually I say a relatively new concept to me probably only in the last like 18 months um Mm -hmm. because you know I used to be someone who was completely in my head completely like um and you know if I ever felt anything it was like that's just a feeling that doesn't mean anything that's just a feeling I was completely up here and I was completely disconnected from my body it was like my head and my body were a completely separate thing and it wasn't actually until I lost my dad which was in 2019 Mm. when I I actually realized like I am completely disconnected from my emotions I am numb from everything wow oh my gosh how did you how did you even like acknowledge that that was the case? Like, I think a lot of women go through their almost entire life being disassociated, being disembodied, not like being in their head 24 seven. I didn't know that there was another way to live other than that until probably the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, what was your like awakening point of realizing that, holy shit, there's another option for me here. So I forgot him 
you know, he passed, he passed away. He was, he was sick. Um, and we knew that he was going to die, but the way that he passed was very sudden. And within a few months of him passing, I just forgot him. I couldn't remember his voice. I couldn't remember really anything about him. And, you know, me and my dad were always super close. Like, I mean, I, I'm closer to my mom in the sense that we chat more and stuff, but like I was a daddy's girl, like I've always been a daddy's girl. So to forget him, I was like, how can I just forget him? And all I could remember was like the really shitty stuff, like when he was really ill and like the really kind of like the trauma of it, but I couldn't remember him. And that, yeah, that was really like where I realized that I was just so numb to myself and my feelings and I was like I've got to sort this shit out you know like I was over training to try and just kind of block out feeling anything I was like doing crossfit and I was doing hit and I was going spinning and I was doing all the things um and yeah I just completely forgot him and that was when I was like okay this is this is not right I'm not having this I am not forgetting my dad who I love so much and he only passed like a few months prior to this. Um, So yeah, that was the turning point for me. And that's when I really started to do, you know, air quotes, the work. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, well, first of all, I just want to say sending you so much love that is like, you know, no words, but I, like it takes such a strong woman to over like to get through that and to be able to speak about it and so I just want to send you a lot of love and support um and and also acknowledge like despite being in grief that you you just had that much self-awareness right and that you were able to kind of like to zoom out and notice that you were in fact not exercising to celebrate your body or for health or whatever but to numb like I can relate to that so hard and I just had no idea that that's what I was doing until it got taken away from me in COVID (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it's such a common thing though right like we I'm even though I'm not a personal trainer anymore like I'm still super passionate about the power of movement and the power of moving your body and celebrating your body for everything it can do but I think we can get so wrapped up in kind of that push go hard masculine energy when it comes to exercising and training yeah I um I went through a very similar cycle with with lifting like I did powerlifting for a while and you know, I started off just like lifting weights for fun. And then I got really into it. And I was like obsessed with being lean and then did powerlifting and got obsessed with being strong, like to the point where like my body was literally, it felt like an 80 year old woman. Like, I don't know if you can relate when you were doing CrossFit or like hit 24 seven, but I was like getting injured. My body was screaming at me, wasn't listening. And I was like, oh my God, like I should be able to like work out seven days a week and be fine, right? Like, I was like, (laughs) I'm so capable. (laughs) Meanwhile, my body's like, bitch, no. (laughs) And it like, I I mean, I pulled my, I dislocated my um, lumbar spine three times. It took me three times of fucking up my back to like get it through my head that was like, this does not mean anything, Sam, other than your body needs some rest. 
your body needs some chill, like going hard six days a week, just because that's what your favorite influencer does, does not mean that that's what you should be doing. And I was totally in that comparison because I was like so obsessed with these like super hyper fit model looking athletes who that was their job. But I like didn't know that like I couldn't do that, you know, without getting, without there being a serious, um, you know, consequences. Yeah. Wow. This like, what did you say? You dislocated your lumbar spine three times. Wow. I mean, I feel like the body will send us signals in very mysterious ways or very obvious ways. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we still want to fucking listen. <laughs> I resonate with that a lot. I mean, I didn't have, I mean, touch wood, I've never had any crazy um, crazy injuries, but I I did um, bodybuilding. So that's kind of where my yeah. obsession from training came from. Like I decided to do bodybuilding. And the reason why I did it, because I was like, this is going to help me love my body if I do these bodybuilding shows. And, you know, needless to say, it did quite the opposite. <laughs> Um, but I love what you said about, you know, your, your body was just screaming at you when you weren't listening, because this is the exact same thing that was happening to me. And not just when I did bodybuilding, you know, that's kind of when it started, like I got totally obsessed with, yeah, being lean. And I thought the leaner I got, the more I would like love my body. And it's like, if, if I can just hate myself into loving myself, then everything will be okay. Then I'll be happy, you know? Um, and, you know, this pattern of training of like punishing my body um, carried on. And it was, yeah, it was definitely still very much there when, um, when I lost my dad. It was kind of like, yeah, I was overtraining in CrossFit and my body was screaming at me for rest. You know, I would pick up like, I don't know, a 12 kilo kettlebell to warm up and it would feel like 50 kilos because my body was just exhausted. But I was like, no, you're weak. You have to keep going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. I, that like hits me in the feels so hard. I like, it's crazy too. When we, we develop this like crazy tolerance for, um, doing a lot, like when we're doing right, like we're doing all the things and this could be, I think this also relates to like work. It's like, we're working so much. We're like work, 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 work. And then something happens and you can't so like, say you can't work out or you can't work. And then you try to go back and do the intense thing again. And you're like, what, how did I do that? Like, yeah. no, right. Like right now I work out like three times a week and you know, I'm always dancing, but the thought of lifting or even doing hit classes is like nauseating to me. My body <laughs> is like, girl, no, been there, done that, didn't serve you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm exactly the same. You know, when I used to teach, I used to sometimes teach like six classes a day oh. to teach them. And then I would do my own training. So I'd do like some lifting and then maybe I'd jump into a class and, you know, I've moved away from that now. Um, and I'm like, how the fuck did I ever do that? And I'm like, body I'm so sorry like you poor thing <laughs> yeah oh my god I think that like what you just did like you guys if you're not watching YouTube and you're just watching the podcast like Emma's like literally hugging herself and that is 
I honestly feel like that was the turning point for me is actually realizing that the exercise that I was doing, it started off innocently. I don't know about you. Like I didn't start off to be like hyper fucking obsessive or like restrictive or anything like that. It just turned into that because of being in like the fitness and health space, space, which is very disordered, but I didn't know it at the time. And it very quickly turned into this like obsession with exercise and eating disorder and a really messed up relationship with my body. And I think the coming home to myself and loving myself was that wake up moment of, oh my gosh, my body has literally gone through a laundry list of stuff and it's still here for me. Like it's still alive. It's still functioning. I may have injured it. I may have lost my period. I may have fucked up my hormones, but it's, it's still here. Like it can heal and it deserves to be loved. Like it, it's not a punching bag. Like it's not this thing that we get to practice dominion over or restrict or punish even though I know for me, that's kind of like how I grew up getting, getting disciplined. So I think that's how I disciplined my body. And I was just like, no, that's not how we, no, no, no. And I think like tapping into that inner child and treating my body, like my inner child, like, no, she's been here for me. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. I love that so much. And you know, it's like when we're at, when we're at war with ourselves, there's only one person who loses, right? Mm. <laughs> yes, that's going to be the quote for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like you've you've tried fighting against your body, and that doesn't work. Yeah. So there must be another way. Yeah, and I like that's why you're here. Like yeah. that's why we're here. And I I would love to hear now that you're not in that place. Like, what does not being at war with your body what does loving your body what does all the things that you talk about and you coach about what does that look like for you how like take us through like a day in your life or take us through the conversations that you have with your body or the way that you are in relationship with food or exercise or or anything else that is different than that past version of you I think the main thing that's different for me is that I actually check in with my body. I check in with my body first, first and foremost, before anything else. You know, I wake up in the morning. What does my body need today? You know, maybe maybe working out is part of my morning routine. Like my morning routine will kind of ebb and flow with kind of the different seasons of my life, if you like. It depends how I'm feeling. And maybe working out is part of that. But if I wake up in the morning and, you know, my body is not feeling that I honor that whereas before you know I would be in my head and be like no you have to work out it's 7am this is when you work out but if that's not what my body needs then I I can honor that and I can ignore you know those thoughts in my head that are telling me what I should do and what I have to do because ultimately coming from that place of should and have to is coming from my ego not from my higher self, not from my intuition. So really what's changed the most for me is letting my body lead, um, letting my intuition lead, letting my higher self lead. And that will be in kind of anything that I do from like what I want to eat, when I want to eat, 
what I how I want to show up online that day like what I really want to focus my attention on like yes of course I might have a general outline of my working week like for my business like Mondays is this Tuesday's content Wednesday is clients whatever it may be but I will always check in with my intuition and if she's telling me that something else needs to take priority then I honor that and that is something that is so so different from me 18 18 months ago I didn't know what a fucking intuition was I was like what is that I don't have that (laughs) I feel you so hard (laughs) oh my god it's so funny but it's it's you guys like it's such a testament to how quickly your life can change right with the right tools and it's like I I would even be tempted to say for me it was like January of 2020 so what is that 12 plus 3 15 15 months that's all that was time and I didn't even know what I was doing right it's like now we know it's like oh we can help you know you can help somebody connect to their intuition probably in like a week it's like it's actually not I don't want to say it's not that hard but once you know what to look for you can empower yourself to go within it's like you know that have you ever heard that quote it's like you don't you pay a plumber for him to know which bolt to tighten like because if I tried to go fix the toilet I would like (laughs) that's what would happen (laughs) (laughs) no it's true and the thing like the thing with your intuition is like a, a lot of questions that I get asked from clients who are kind of quite new to this stuff. Like how, how if it's if it doesn't come in words, then how how do I know that it's there? Like how do I feel it? And it's like it's that first initial lean in and trust. Like I'm feeling something here. I don't quite know what it is. I can't explain it, but I'm going to trust it just this once. And then once you start to recognize how it feels and how it shows up for you, then it becomes louder. Like, you know, like I'm sure people listening will be familiar with people saying that intuition like comes like a whisper or it's like a hit, it's a ping. But I do truly believe it becomes louder and it grows louder and louder and stronger and stronger the more you pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, what does your intuition like do, like sound like ping you? Like what's the, if you were to describe the feeling or the words or however you like to talk about it, like, what is that like for you? I'm so curious. It's so, it's funny. It's so hard to explain. Yeah. Um, That's I, why I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm explain the it now. Like how, what would my intuition say in this moment? <laughs> explain the unexplainable Emma (laughs) (laughs) um it kind for me it kind of it feels almost kind of like a little kind of flutter in my belly that's how it shows up for me and but it's very certain like it's a yes or it's a no and I'm sure of that but it doesn't come as like yes or no it's like just this it's so hard to explain it is like this kind of fluttery feeling do you know what I mean I don't know how it shows up for you but that's yeah yeah, it's when I say it out loud it's like so you mean butterflies (laughs) but I don't mean (laughs) I don't mean that like it's so I feel like it's so individual to 
the person yeah. as well because you know I've spoken when I've worked with clients I've been like you know how how is your intuition showing up for you right now like what are you feeling and they'll feel they they'll have like you know words come to them or they'll have like a physical sensation maybe like a burning feeling in their chest um something like that but for me it's just kind of like a little flutter like oh yeah you should do this oh no don't mm-hmm. do that Emma. that's not gonna work out for you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that is super interesting the butterflies thing I think for me my intuition is like um when it's a when it's a full body yes I have goosebumps like I have them right now as I'm saying it it's so yeah. cool. my entire body feels like it's actually vibrating it's very mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm almost getting like like light is literally pouring in through my head but I'm like all lit up and the no actually is more um like yes takes me longer to come to no is more immediate the no for me feels like icky that's the only word I can say is like like slime or like I just saw vomit like that's the like you know like I'm almost like I don't know like it's that feeling of ick the yes is like it it feels warm it feels expansive and it's like it, it takes me a little while to drop into the yes and I don't know if that's like my I don't know how are you familiar with human design Mm-hmm. okay so I'm a manifesting generator and now like <laughs> okay cool so it's like it takes us time to respond yeah. and sometimes my premature yes can just be an impulsive thing so it's like sitting with it and feeling with it and like I think often when I just close my eyes and like imagine it it's very obvious like does my heart feel expansive yes okay does it feel icky then it's a no and it's on, it's pretty quick but I think the no for me is more obvious of like nope something feels off like I don't know what it is something feels off this actually just happened Kurt and I have been doing a van hunting we're going to be starting van life in a few months love that yeah and we saw two buses we were thinking about going like bus route and the first one I got this really very obvious like no like it was like uncomfortable I was like it was cool we could have done it but I was like no there's something better and within like 24 hours we got told that they had already sold it and like Kurt was upset he's like fuck we missed out and I was like no that was not the thing we needed and he was like okay whatever and then we did it again same thing happened and I was like I don't know I don't know like yes but I don't know and then both of us were like fuck it we actually want a bougie ass van like this is what we want and my heart was like ah (laughs) like it felt like oh my god I had been denying that of myself like of course that's what I want of course I want a fucking duped out bougie brand new Mercedes Sprinter van of course that's what I want and what I deserve like (laughs) (laughs) and that was the expansion and like the heart open and and then Kurt and I talked about it and we were both like yep that's what we want it doesn't make sense logically or financially but that's what we want (laughs) I mean intuition does not have to make logical sense that's the amazing thing about it but I think I think it's like a it's like a for me it's like a silent but persistent inclination yeah so it's silent but persistent if it's a no. 
it's like no you shouldn't do this no you definitely shouldn't do this still a no still a no but then with and then with the yes it's kind of the same thing but I actually just tapped into this when I thought about it I get quite like I have it now I get quite shaky like if I feel like it's a really kind of fuck yes like a full embodied yes and I'm really excited about it I feel like sort of quivery like kind of jittery excited like do you know what I mean yes 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 I do too um actually that's what happened when what when else did this happen for me I mean I'm curious to hear what happened when it happens for you too like the last full body yes actually when I met Kurt um I asked him out and I asked him to go to like coffee or something with me and he looked into my soul Emma and was like yeah and I was like what the fuck was that it was so intense like my entire body was just like like it was excited but also like he just looked into the depths of your soul and he's your person but like I couldn't put words to that then and anytime I explain it like I have so many goosebumps right now anytime I explain that I'm like whoa that was my body knowing Mm -hmm. way before my logical mind was ever like he's a good mate Oh my God, I love that so much. And it's actually so similar to how I met Josh. Um, really? So yeah, like he, um, well, we we met in a gym. We're both personal trainers. We both met yeah. in a gym. And um, he asked me out and I wasn't really sure if I liked him. Like in my head, like I was kind of like done with dating for a while. I just wanted to focus on me, you know, the stories we tell ourselves. Um, and I was like getting ready for this date and I was staying with my mom. She was like, are you excited? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I really like him, but it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. We'll see what happens. And we went to, um, do you have TGI Fridays in America? It's like, yeah. It is an American thing, yeah. So we went to a TGI Fridays. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> and yeah, we sat down at the table and we didn't say anything. Like we just sat down and he looked at me and I was like, holy fucking shit, I love him. <laughs> oh my I, God. I love, this, I love this man. Like I, we, we were kind of like, you know, friendly before, mm-hmm. um, but I was not, sexually attracted to him in any kind of way but I sat in front of him at TGI Fridays and was like I love I love him <laughs> like he's my oh. soulmate I felt like there was you know sometimes well everyone has done this like throughout dating you put a wall up you're like I'm gonna be this way to like make sure that this guy likes me this is how I'm gonna come across on this date there was like nowhere to hide with Josh I could not mm. be anybody else but myself because I felt like he could see right through me Mm. oh that's so good you guys this is possible for you if you are not in a relationship like fucking don't settle like Kurt and I were just having this conversation we were on a hike talking about this because I have a friend right now who's going through some stuff with her marriage and she's like I just I I rushed I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to the pings. I didn't listen to myself. I was scared to be lonely. I was scared to be single forever. Like whatever she's like, and I just did it. And now I'm in this situation where I'm with someone who I, I, like, what, what have I done? You know, this, this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I should have just trusted myself. Um, and it like always comes back to that, doesn't it? It's like, trust 
yourself. Nobody knows what you need more than you. And if anyone in your life is telling you what you need, be scared. Like be scared of those people. Those people don't know shit. I don't know anything. Emma doesn't know anything. I only know what's best for me. And it's like, take that power back into your hands. And I think that's probably something that we talk a lot about in our coaching too, is like, I am not your coach to tell you what to do. I can show, I can illuminate the path and I can show you your blind spots and I can share what's worked for me and give you the tools. But like, you're your own healer. You're your own guru. You're your own like biggest supporter. And until you understand that you have all that power inside of you, it's going to feel like you are chasing and searching. And it's like coming home to that feeling of trusting and being like, oh my God. I can't hide. This is my person. Like, you got me. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I, I love that, like, saying, you know, how it comes up in coaching, because I think a lot of people can look at us as coaches, like, we're the experts, like, no, like, you're the fucking expert. You are the expert. I'm not going to position myself as an expert to you, because Yes, I can share, you know, my support and my guidance and, you know, the tools that I have to help you come home to yourself. But ultimately, you already know how to do all that. You already have all that within you. You're the fucking expert of your life. You just don't quite know it yet. And I'm here to to show you that, to show you that you already have that power. You already have that magic inside of you. You just need to tap into it and kind of peel back the layer of your mind and get into your body to realize your kind of true, your true aliveness and your true potential. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like unlearning, like one of my favorite things to talk about is like unlearning all of the bullshit and the stories and the ego and the fear and like all the things that society wants us to be or do or eat or whatever that like I fell victim to because I didn't know any better. Like, I feel like I was so in that matrix of like hustle harder, do more, eat less, be skinny, don't speak up for yourself and don't cause confrontation. And then like at a certain point last year, I was like, fuck all of that. (laughs) I want to live my life, be happy, not work 24 seven. Like I know it's possible. I see these women doing it and now I do it like, and now I'm embodying it. And it took time. Obviously there's, there's time, but it's like, you guys, like it doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to be hard. And it does not have to feel like painful to be in the body that feels really good for you or have a business that feels really good for you it really doesn't contrary to societal norm or you know the messaging and conditioning around how to be successful you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m and have a 12-hour morning routine like Mm-mm. no <laughs> <laughs> literally the thought of waking up at 4 a.m makes me want to shoot myself in the head. I know. <laughs> did, did you see Rachel Hall's um, reel about that? I did. I know there was um, a lot of a lot of talk about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the whole thing about, I spoke up about it just because it was like, there were so many things wrong with it. But I think just one of the things relevant to our conversation is like, she's very much pushing that toxic masculine uh, energy into the workplace of like, I get up at 4 a.m. Like, what do you, what time do you get up? It's like, 
what the, that's how you, that is not a leader at all. That's not how you lead, right? You lead with intention and with love and with service and with example and by sharing stories. And there's so like it lead consciously. And it's like, when we, when we lead from that wounded place, um, it, it shows up, like it shows up in how we speak and how in our energy. Totally. And this is where, you know, we get, we get caught up in our ego because our ego is that kind of masculine, pushy, confident, assertive energy. And because of society and how we're conditioned to respond, we fucking love to respond to that, you know, confident, sassy bitch that's telling you exactly what you should and shouldn't do. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. It's, really important to come from this like conscious place um because yeah I think leading from the masculine this is when we get kind of confused to whether our intuition is talking or whether it's our ego because our ego is that loud masculine energy right Mm, yeah how do you help your clients um kind of wake up or like become conscious around this how do you help them really start to embody more of the feminine and intuition? Um, A lot of practices in my one-to-one sessions, like um, embodiment practices, uh, breath work, meditations, to actually really get them to tap into their body and tap into that higher future version of themselves which I believe already exists you know there is a amazing beautiful woman out there who's loving her body and living this full up nourished life and all she's doing is waiting for you to catch up with her but if we're constantly in our head and you know being kind of run by that fear we're never going to tap into our body and actually experience what that feels like like I do a lot of work with my clients about Um, where we go through an embodiment exercise I'm sure you've done this before um, kind of visualizing that future version of you and embodying that future version of you through all of the five senses so you know what can you see what can you hear taste touch um, smell you know so you can actually really start to feel what this woman is like and then you're like I'm I'm feeling this like this this woman is already me I just need to take empowered action to catch her up Mm -hmm. yeah that that phrase be do have Mm. like it's I think I got that wrong for a long time I'm not sure about you I think a lot a lot of it was like oh I have to you know I have to like work eight hours a day and do all those things and then like work out for two hours a day and then blah 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 and instead it was like "Mm, no who do I have to be like in order to have the thing I want like for example when I wanted a six-figure business I was like who do I have to be like I have to be someone that is outgoing and like reaches out to people right talks about my thing like invites people in shares about it shows up blah 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 it wasn't enough to be like oh I have I I really need this you know million dollars this this hundred thousand dollars whatever the thing is and then just like sit there and want it it's like no like who who do you get to be in order to have that thing so for you listening if the thing that you're desiring is is health and well-being and loving your body 
how would that version of you be talking to herself, be acting? It's like, close your eyes and imagine. It's such a simple exercise. But the first time I did it, I don't know about you. I was like, whoa, it got me. It just got me like there so quick. And it was almost like my, a lot of my bad habits like fell away. Like I was like, that's not what she would be doing. That's not how she would be talking to herself. That's not how she would take care of herself. That's not how she would be eating, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I feel that it's kind of like phasing things in to phase things out. Um, And, you know, we're going to do what feels the most pleasurable for us. And if we're wanting to get to this future version of ourselves, that's let's say, for example, loving her body, has an amazing relationship with food, is that version of you going to be, you know, skipping, skipping out on lunch because she's hustling hard at work and thinks that she doesn't deserve to eat? No, she's not going to do that. Yeah. She's going to prioritize her meal and she's going to choose something that's going to make her feel nourished and energized Yeah, because that's just who she is, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, that's such a powerful example. It's not, and it's definitely one that I see so many women just being like, oh, I forgot to eat. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, I've been there for sure. But yeah. actually, I was in the opposite boat. I don't know about you. I was in the like, no, I'm in a binge eat during the day to like, because I was working from home, you know, and, and this is when I had started my business. And I was like, no, like I would eat, but I would eat to distract or I would eat to avoid or I would eat to procrastinate. <laughs> it was the opposite for me. Like, but then I would miss other meals. So it's like, it's like, I was so ignoring the signs. I was ignoring my body. Like I wasn't hungry, but I was eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I was hungry and I wouldn't be eating. And I was, I was living in my head and not, and not in my, in my gut. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done both. I've done both of those things. I've, you know, I've gone through a period of binge eating, which was very much, you know, secretive. I would do it in private. This is when I was living with housemates before Mm -hmm. I moved to London. Um, And, you know, I'd wait till everybody had gone to bed and I'd order like a shitload of takeaway and I'd like sneak downstairs and then run up to my room and I'd like hide all the rubbish in my room and wait till they'd all gone out. So then I could like throw it in the bin so they'd never know I had it. Um, So I've I've been there with that. And that was kind of off the back of depriving myself of food that I enjoyed for so long to get lean for a bodybuilding show. Um, But, you know, I've also been the hustler who's been like, I don't have time to eat. I'm just going to, I'll have a quick breakfast and then I'll have dinner at like 9pm at night because, you know, I don't have time because, you know, I got to make money. But really what, what we're doing is we're, we're not, we're denying our, our appetite we're, we're essentially crossing a boundary right yeah. our body is signaling signaling to us that she's hungry she needs nourishment and we're saying no you don't deserve that right and out there is more important mm-hmm. and what's nuts I don't know if if this like resonates for you but as soon as I started taking care of myself I started noticing my relationships my business my bank account, like all those external things that I wasn't working on. Um, like they were there and I cared about them, but it, that wasn't the thing I was like really focused on. I was just really focused on nourishing myself and filling my own cup up and giving myself pleasure. That was a big thing. Allowing mm-hmm. myself to eat the things I love or to play or to chill. My business fucking literally 
like was popping like my relationship was popping like and and yes there's still the bad days and there's still the like off days and the low days like it doesn't mean that it just became perfect all of a sudden but it was crazy like the exact opposite of what I thought would happen happened like I thought by not working my business would crash but instead by playing and like eating a lunch like it ended up that because I was actually well and in and feeling good in my body like anything I created and just my vibe was better it was higher yeah yeah I love that so much because it's like if you're not if you're not taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself before everything else everything else is getting like a c or a d version of you Mm -hmm. whereas you know like you're passionate about your business I'm passionate about my business I'm passionate about my clients but if I'm not taking care of myself and not showing up for myself they're getting yeah like a degrade version of me and that's going to feel fucking shit for them and they're not going to get the most out of their sessions and my business isn't going to thrive in the way it could because I'm not showing up for me how can I show up for everything else if I can't even show up for myself amen yo we are a pluses like stop degrading yourself to a d f c plus any of that shit like no it's not okay I think like we've been doing that our whole life like stop just stop just stop that. Like, start to see that you are the most important thing in your life. And we get to reclaim that. And like, we get to step into that. Like, and I think the, the responsibility part of it is like, it can feel daunting or it can feel exciting. It can feel like you get to create the rest of your fucking life and you're not waiting for some Prince Charming or some business coach or whatever to come save you. It's like, yeah, like having support is great. And I always am having coaches and mentors and I believe so much in investing in yourself, but we get to do the work like, and you get to do the work because you deserve to do the work. Like you deserve to be the A plus that you know you are deep down under all the layers. (laughs) We're all a fucking A plus. Yes. <laughs> the other quote of the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I want to hear, like, as we kind of wrap up, like, what do you do for fun? This is one of my favorite questions because I think as high achiever, like entrepreneurial women who want to do a lot in the world and make an impact we can lose sight of the fun. And one of my, one of my mantras in business is the more fun I have, the more money I make. <laughs> and it's like, one of my ones too. I love yes. it. <laughs> and it's just so like, I'm like, yes, because when I'm fun, other people want to have fun and they just want to pay me to have more fun. And it's just yes. fun. It's a fun <laughs> fest. <laughs> so <laughs> the unconventional ent- entrepreneur, but I don't care. It works for me. You know, um, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you like when are you in your like Emma vibe like when are you just so like nothing matters I love life oh my god so many things for fun um I love dancing and I'm not talking like sexy dancing I'm talking like fucking crazy throwing my arms around crazy dancing yes um yeah so I love dancing um I love just like playing really stupid games with Josh my partner like we do this really fun game pretty much every night where like he'll be brushing his teeth and then I hide under the covers and try and make myself really flat so it looks like (laughs) 
it looks like I'm not under the covers, but he knows I'm under there. And he'll come in and be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Emma's gone out again. And we play this like whole, like whole drama scene as if like he, he thinks that I'm not there. And then I jump out at him and it's, it's just really fun. That's adorable. <laughs> so we do like lots of, we do lots of fun games together. Um, so that's really fun. I'm playing with my dog as well. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. just playing with Clyde. Um, he loves a fight. He loves a wrestle. So yeah, <laughs> playing with him um, is yeah another really fun thing I do. What else? Um, I mean, just like reading. I love to read. I mean, reading is kind of like fun, but also how I sort of quiet myself and slow down. Um, but I do love to read. I love to write. I love what else. I love like a good binge watch of a good series as well. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, guilt, guilty as charged. Like I, I, I actually did this this weekend. I needed a weekend off. I just needed two days where I was like, I'm going to completely surrender and do nothing. Um, and I watched, I just, I watched Outlander. I don't know if you've seen Outlander, but. Oh, no, it, actually Kurt just started watching that. Oh my God. I mean, in it for the sex scenes. <laughs> yes that's literally like why I started watching it because I heard on another podcast I can't remember who was being interviewed or whose podcast it even was but someone mentioned it and they talked about the sex scenes and I was like there mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. so I, wa- I just watched it all weekend and it was amazing um yeah it's quite In it the sex scenes yeah <laughs> love that <laughs> that's that's so fun yeah that's I feel like I do a lot of the same stuff. I mean, I think like something that I do miss a lot is like wandering. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I love just, I don't live in the city anymore. I mean, I don't live too far out, but I used to love just like wandering streets, like observing um by myself or like people watching I think that that's like one of the most satisfying things for me because I am so intrigued about the person like the human psyche everything like why people do the things they do and like all of that so that has been a a pastime that I've kind of missed but anytime I'm in a city or like in a place with more people I'm like oh this is nurturing my soul I fucking (laughs) love just watching humans be fucking weird (laughs) I love that I do the same I love just going out on my own like I I mean I love my own company I'm such a hermit um but I do I mean we we live um fair, like fairly near central it's pretty easy to get to central London from where we are in London and yeah sometimes I just get the tube and I just walk around and like I'll be shopping but I won't really be buying anything I'm just yeah. walking just yes. walking, looking around yeah love it that's so fun it's it's fun like it's almost like the same thing as we were talking about with like your your highest self it's like imagining like the future version of you who's just like I'm just walking into town and like paying 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 (laughs) just getting that like (laughs) I'll take that and that and that (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much um all right, before we wrap up, I would love to hear like what is what is something that the podcast name is be more real. Um what is something that makes you 
you? Like, what is, what is the quality or set of qualities that people are like, yo, Emma, you're blank. Like, what are those, what are those things for you? For me, like, I, I mean, I guess maybe a lot of people have this, but I have a level of empathy where I just literally know what somebody's feeling before they've even spoken to me before they've even like properly made eye contact with me I just have I mean I've I've been told I'm a witch by like three different mediums side note um, <laughs> what you you made it drop the off the end I was That's like I don't know if in there or not because you know it's it's something that I'm still exploring like I do um I've always felt like I've had some unique gifts um like spiritual gifts uh but I'm still exploring it. So I don't really want to kind of like call, call myself that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have this ability to kind of, I just, I just know what's up with people. And I feel like I kind of just, I know exactly what they need to hear without even really knowing that's what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so let's try it. What do I need to hear? Like, oh my god, putting me on the spot right Yeah, now. man. You're a fucking A+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that is powerful. Like, I think being in, being highly intuitive, I am also as well. Like, it's a, it's kind of actually like, you're like, if I say this, like, what does this mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be... I don't want people to think I'm fucking weird, but also like, this is a thing, right? It's like, it's, I, I, I have the same experience with clients. They're like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're like a mind reader. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just have an intuitive sense, but that's really cool. I can see that for you. <laughs> I see you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cool. Um, where can people find you on the gram on website what are you you launching anything like please share all the things um so you can find me on instagram at i am emma rawlinson that's normally where i'll be hanging out um and then on there you can subscribe to my mailing list i'm not a spammer i just do like once a week epic content um so you can find me there um in terms of what I'm launching um I just have spots open for one-to-one at the moment so I have options for three-month programs which are more intense um deeper work and then I also have one-month programs which is for for a woman who kind of is already on the journey but just needs an extra little bit of support in maybe like one particular area that's what the one-month program is for and then three months is kind of full 360 approach to becoming the lead authority in your health and life. So yeah, for me, it's just working with one-to-one clients at the moment and focusing my attention on that. So beautiful. You guys definitely head over to Emma's Instagram, check her out. She's a powerhouse. She's such a light. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited that we were able to do this and make it happen. And I'm excited to hear kind of what comes of it from you guys. Like, please screenshot the episode, tag us. Um, Emma's bio, our link will be in the bio so you can go find her and stalk her and follow her and give her all the love. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, I love you, girl. I hope you have an incredible week. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for, for being here, for being on the podcast, and we will catch you next week. Thank Bye. You so much.